0: Three of the stories in this video were submitted directly to me. You want to submit your story to me? Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or check the links down below. And, of course, thank you. So, I thought I would share some of my stories. Three are kind of scary or fun and deal with ghost encounters. The other one is odd, perhaps intriguing, and happened when I got a concussion at age 7. All the stories are short and hopefully interesting. First, I'll describe what my family likes to call the Ghost Mariachi Band. I remember hearing about it from one of my younger brothers before I encountered it for myself. I'll shortly tell you how he described it, and then I'll recall what I remember when it happened to me. So, to start out, I should mention that my mom lives in a pretty small southern California town named Fallon. It's nearly pitch black at night, and it's mainly all dirt roads, with one main paved road leading to town. One night, we're talking about the knocking on the windows... That's another story I'll tell after this one about random knocking on the windows of my mom's house. While talking about the knocking, he asks if I've also heard the ghost mariachi band. I laughingly say no, and he goes on to tell me this. So, to start out, this only happens in summer months for some reason. A random loud playing what can be described as, a Mariachi Band will start up. It sounds like a big party going on with music, cheering, and dancing, but there's no light or party to spot when searching. You will swear this sound is coming from a certain direction, you can head in that direction, the sound will become louder, and then cut out. You think you're just about to find it or be on top of it because the music is loud, but... Nothing. We've even stood on the roof and looked over the desert in the direction of the music. Never single time, we see nothing. Anywho, when I experienced it, we were going down the dirt road at night. I was visiting for summer vacation, as I did not live with my mom. The windows were down because the night air felt good, and then I hear it very faintly in the night. I turn and ask my brother, Did you hear that? He perks up and listens. His eyes widen a bit and then he smiles. The ghost mariachi band, he says. As we drive, we can hear it get a little louder. By the time we get to the house, I know that I can definitely hear it, and it's close enough that, if I got on the roof... I would definitely be able to see it. But, absolutely nothing. I'm dumbfounded. I never went looking into the night for it. I simply took my brother's word for it when he said we wouldn't be able to find it, because they had already tried many a time. Sometimes I wish I had too. Okay, next, the knocking on the windows. Not... 100% A 100% why the knocking on the windows would happen, but I blame it on the desert being haunted in general. Again, this happened at my mom's house in Fulon. All that would occur was tapping or knocking on the windows from outside. It wasn't the window shaking. It sounded like small bangs or taps. It only happened at night. I know this could be explained away possibly, but... I've had houses where the windows bang or rattle from wind or air pressure. And it didn't seem like this was the case. And not only did it happen at my mom's house, but my best friend's house down the road, roughly 8-10 to 10 miles away. Thought it was maybe ghosts on their nightly routines trying to get attention. The third ghost story is another short one. It occurred at my old house in Rancho Cucamonga when I lived at my grandparents'. I was young. I'm going to say five to seven years old. My grandma told me to take the laundry out to the garage, where the washing machine was. I opened the door and started to walk in the garage with my head down, looking at the baskets of clothes. Then, my gaze slowly gets turned up as a tall, white, Form starts to appear in front of my vision. I look up fully, and lo and behold, a white figure is looming towards me. Fight or flight response turns on, and I book it out of there. I don't run in and tell my grandma. Instead, all I remember is running in and hiding in my mom's room where I ended up passing out, not too long after. Lastly is my concussion story. The only reason I'm telling this one is because it was such an odd experience and I kind of want to see if anyone else has had a trippy concussion memory. I was again young, seven years old. My neighborhood friends and older brother and I are jumping off a fence onto the ground as a sort of game. This part that I don't know and my brother ends up telling me about it later, when I'm recalling what I remember to him. I jump off, and I fall on my head. And they try to wake me up, but I'm knocked out. My brother and his friend then pick me up and drop me on the front lawn of my house. All my neighborhood kids scatter, and I'm just left there. Now, what I recall... I jumped off the fence and then was flying on a magic carpet, flying above the street and down the few houses to my lawn, where I crash landed. Then, I wake up very confused with a massive headache, and no one is around. It felt so real, flying on that magic carpet. It honestly kind of messed with me. From just having a normal day of playing, and then snap, you're flying, and then crashing and waking up, In the five years that followed, I'd think about the weird flying carpet dream and, eventually, one day brought it up to my brother. He just said, Oh yeah, I remember that. You fell off and got knocked out, so we panicked and dropped you off in the front lawn. (laughs) Thanks, Jake. No hard feelings, though. We were just kids. Alright, I hope the stories were fun and somewhat spooky. Have a good one. This dream occurred during a long nap on the evening of March 9th, 2015. There was background music throughout the entire dream. It was Sullen Girl by Fiona Apple, but it had a 1970s folk music vibe to it. There was a live play being performed, and it was written by a teenage Bob Dylan. It was a kind of folk music opera and it was about a family who was affected by something that was referred to as the Moonstone Virus, an apocalyptic affliction. And this was the title of the play opera The family consisted of a mother and a father with two sons. One was a teen, and the other was younger, anywhere between 7 and 10. Dylan's girlfriend was a teenage Lisa Edelstein, who played Lisa Cuddy on the TV show House. Dylan was performing in this play as well. There was a scene that was called the Moonstone scene, which featured two naked men sitting at a round wooden table with a lampshade on it. The lamp was spherical and had a pleated lampshade. The younger man at the table was John Goodman, and the other was Bob Dylan. The scene opened with the two nude men at the table... We were not facing one another. They sat facing in the same direction, and were posed like Rodin's Thinker statue. The color red was dominant in that scene, not a bright red, but an earth tone. The last part of the dream was at a beach. There were two young blonde men relaxing on the sand, and one was giving the other a head massage. They both reminded me of Tadzio from the 1971 film, Death in Venice. Then, a little blonde boy of about six or seven ran up and kicked sand at them. I wasn't sure if this was playful or slightly malicious. The dream then started to end. As I woke up, I was sobbing. My mom, in the dream, was trying to look at me to see if I was alright but I wouldn't let her see my face. I woke up alone on the floor of my apartment. I had fallen asleep on a couple of small, semi-deflated beanbag chairs. I immediately put on sullen girl and felt completely overwhelmed with the flood of complex emotions. The dream was extremely abstract and difficult to describe. There was much more to it than the small details I could remember. I felt intense sadness, and a sort of melancholic euphoria throughout. I felt like I was physically crying during the entire dream, but woke up with no tears on my face, or any sign that I had been crying. The euphoric feeling had to do with the sense that I was using my brain in a way that I never could while awake. I saw all these meaningful connections between seemingly random things... ...that I tried to hold on to during the lucid stage of the dream so that I could remember them when I woke up. Unfortunately, I didn't come away with much, but there was still a lot of significance. Fiona Apple came out with her newest album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, on April 17th, 2020, which was recorded from 2015 to 2020 mostly at her home in Venice Beach, Los Angeles. As I mentioned at the beginning of the entry, this dream occurred in 2015. The boys at the end of the dream were on the beach and reminded me of Tadzio from Death in Venice, and there's synchronicity between where the album was recorded and the beach at the end of the dream. Also, the song Sullen Girl has a lot of beach-related imagery in it, Blonde on Blonde is arguably Dylan's masterpiece, and there were two blonde youths and a little blonde boy at the end of the dream. I can't help but notice the subtle connections between the word Cutters from Fetch the Bolt Cutters and the name Cuddy, the character from House played by the actress whose younger self was in the dream. I didn't know it at the time of the dream, but Bob Dylan's immediate family was similar to the ones in the Dream's opera-slash-play, which contained a mother, father, and two boys. Dylan's brother, and only sibling, is five years his junior. The most uncanny thing about this, that I had no knowledge of any of these connections at the time of the Dream, Fetch the Bolt Cutters would come out almost exactly five years later. I learned all this information this year because I was looking through my dream journals and happened to reread the dream. It was the very first dream that I recorded in my current journal. I noticed some synchronicity and connected the dots just recently. The more I reflect on this dream, the more connections and synchronicities I find. And I will conclude with one of the eeriest coincidences that a supermoon occurred on the evening of March 9th, 2020. It happened to be the biggest and brightest full moon of 2020. A supermoon is a full moon that falls near the perigee, a point in the moon's orbit when it's at its closest distance to Earth. I had a dream about something called the Moonstone Virus on March 9th, 2015. March 11th of 2020... Was when the global pandemic was declared, and March 9th, 2020, was the day of the biggest and brightest supermoon of that year. Make of that what you will. I was in my 20s when I visited my aunts and uncles in China with my cousins. It was in the hundreds during that time plus the humidity. It was just nasty, hot. We stood in the hotel on the first night when we were there, since my cousins and I love sleeping in the cold, we turned the AC to 62 degrees. The best feeling is sleeping in the cold with blankets. So, that was what happened. I had two layers of blankets on me, The color of the blankets was that typical hotel dark beige color. I had the weirdest, most creepy and confusing dream in the middle of the night. I dreamt that I inhaled and swollen layers and layers of goat fur. I woke up to that terrifying dream because I actually felt so nauseous. I ran to the bathroom and actually started gagging, and then I threw up. That dream stuck with me throughout my entire trip, but that was it. Things started getting even more terrifying when I came back to the US. A few days after I came back, I noticed that I started having these blank and depressing moments that would last about 5-10 to seconds. Then, I would feel like myself again. I'm not sure if you guys have ever watched the movie Birdcage with Sandra Bullock. If not, to summarize the movie, if you see, you suicide. For those who have watched the film, if you remember, there is a scene where Sandra Bullock was in the car with her sister who was driving. Her sister suddenly had a there's no point of living look on her face. It was fearful and hopeless, look as if her loved one had just died through suicide. That's the best way to describe my 5-10 to ten second moments I was just talking about. Anyway, getting back on track, not only did I have these moments, but there were times where I would see myself having a, a distorted body, especially when I was in the shower. You remember distorted TV statics back when... The ones with those colorful vertical bars that are all squiggly. Yeah, that's what I saw in my body. My arms, my legs, my torso. Everything in my body looked distorted. I'd started to cry because I was terrified. I felt... possessed. I didn't know what was happening. I started calling out to God. I started going back to church again. I sought God's help and... Then I came home from church one day with courage. My fear suddenly went away. I looked at myself in the mirror as if I was talking to this evil spirit that I had in me. I told this evil spirit that I was no longer afraid and that he should be the one being afraid. I told this devil that I have a stronger being behind me and he damn well knows who this is. I told him if he wants to get through me, get through God. And since then, I was fine. I never felt those moments or distorted visions of my body ever again. Until this day, I still have no idea what the hell that was, or what exactly he was trying to do to me, or why I had that dream. For reference... I'm a female, and this happened to me in the summer of 1984, when I was 13 years old. Well, anyways, that summer my parents sent me and my twin sisters to camp for the summer. For obvious reasons, I will be changing the name of the camp to Camp Up High. Camp Up High is located in the Angeles National Forest near Mount Wilson, which is 52 miles from Long Beach, California. Anyways, we get to the camp and are introduced to our camp counselors and given a tour of the camp. I immediately fell in love with it because it was beautiful, but my twin sisters didn't seem too happy. Well, anyways, later that night after dinner, the counselors gathered all of us together around a campfire to tell stories, roast marshmallows, and make s'mores. About a week after getting to camp and during dinner, one of the counselors, named Running Rooster, told us that the next day, we would be getting up early and going on a hike to another campground where we would spend the night. Getting up the next morning and after breakfast, we all went to our cabins and gathered up our camping stuff and met up with the counselors at the snack barn. After the counselors made sure that we were all there, We started off on our hike. I remember being excited because I've always loved the outdoors. Now, mind you, this was during the 80s, long before cell phones and social media, so hearing stories about cryptids, skinwalkers, and dogmen were unheard of. I remember how beautiful everything was and the smell of the fresh pine trees and the sounds of nature echoed around me. I also remember, while walking on the trail, a group of trees to my left and hearing the sound that kind of startled me at first. But when I looked, I realized it was a group of soldiers on the grounds for a training mission. While standing there, watching them, it dawned on me that I was way behind my group. So, in a hurry to get caught up with them, I didn't notice how quiet everything became around me. After crossing a small stream to catch my breath, and realizing it was too quiet, I kind of started getting scared because I still didn't hear or see my group. That's when I first heard something moving diagonally to the right of me. That's also whenever I smelled whatever it was. Darting my head to the right, that's when I saw it. It was standing half behind one of the pine trees. In shock and unable to move or scream, I just stood there, staring at whatever this was. Whatever this creature was, I know it had to stand at least 7-8 to feet tall. All of its body was covered in semi-long brownish hair, except for its face. It almost looked human, but Its arms were longer than they should have been, and its hands were huge. This thing was large, and its legs did not look like it could hold its weight. I remember how god-awful it smelled. I almost wanted to puke. After standing there for what seemed like forever, I heard my name being called off in the distance, breaking me out of my trance. I took off running towards the group, and that's when I realized that Whatever that was, it was chasing me. Hearing my name again, I ran even faster because I just wanted to get the hell away from it and be safe. After getting back with my group, I realized it had stopped chasing me. So, I started calming down, and that's when one of my sisters asked what was wrong, and I told her nothing. I don't know what I saw that day, and I still don't. But I can tell you it was not natural, nor human. And it is something I have never forgotten, and is forever burned in my memory. Hello, I'm typing this because I just got off the phone with a friend who just experienced something insane and I wanted to share it here to get any advice as to what it was or what it was trying to do. Before I start, I need to mention a few things. The friend, let's call him W, 18 and male, and I both live in the same dorm. He's on the floor below me. Recently, he has been experiencing a few paranormal experiences in his room, and one time I was there and experienced it. My friend also has a roommate, T, but each time these experiences have occurred, the roommate has been gone. What has been recently happening is that his bathroom door has been closing on its own and the light being turned on. This is not normal, because both he and his roommate leave the bathroom door open at all times and with the lights always off. The time I was there... I remember going to the bathroom area to look in the mirror, and he followed me. I remember just minutes before, when I had come into his room, his bathroom door was open and the lights turned off, like usual. When he followed me, he pointed out that the bathroom door was closed and the lights were on. I saw it too. He said this kept happening and has asked his roommate, and his roommate denied having anything to do with it. Here's what's interesting. My RA, dorm residence advisor, hangs out quite a lot. And I remember him telling me how he has responded to several calls from residents in the hall claiming there was somebody in their bathroom with the door closed, locked, and the lights on. He told me this and only me. I texted him when it happened, and he said it usually happened in room 102. Guess what room my friend lives in. I told W and we both sort of laughed it off. We said that the ghost of the woman who our dorm is named after is living with him. Since that day, a month ago, this has happened about three or four times when W was in the room alone. Now, as for last night, I will tell you everything I know and everything he told me. It was three in the morning. W was trying to sleep. He was alone as his roommate was spending the night in another friend's dorm. He was sleeping on his side, facing the wall when he felt a hand on his back. He turned and heard distinctly a voice say, Hello? He said he couldn't tell if it was male or female, but he knew that he heard it. He freaked out and turned on his phone light and couldn't see anything, He then got up and turned on the lights in his room. He was terrified, but after a while, he tried going back to sleep, with the lights on. A few minutes later, he felt a presence covering his hand. He heard the same voice say something along the lines of, Do not be afraid of me. Right after hearing that, he described what felt like a surge of energy, flowing into his hand and his body sort of began to convulse he described it it felt like I was floating or leaving my body and believed it was trying to take him somewhere during this he said he wasn't feeling necessarily afraid after that happened he said he felt a presence laying next to him in the bed he felt like it was a person but he couldn't see or touch it He couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl, and after a while, it disappeared. I am very religious, and my friend is not. His roommate, T, however, is Christian and has a cross necklace hanging from his bed. I mention this because the paranormal experiences have not happened to T, and always occur when he is gone. Could this be related to the fact that T is religious and W is not? Also, not only is W not religious, but he is gay. I'm trying to give as much information as I can so that we can figure out what that entity was, what was it trying to communicate, and why it tries to seem to only target W and no one else. So, please do respond if any of this sounds familiar, or like something you know of. Again, I am pretty religious, but I'm baffled and I can't tell if this is a bad spirit, a ghost, or some kind of good spirit. I'll keep you all updated if anything else happens. So this was a collection of true scary stories, just a kind of a grab bag collection. Overall, some really good stories. Thank you to all three of you that submitted your stories to me, and thank you to the two Redditors that let me use their stories. As always, just know I really do appreciate all of it, and it's because of you people that I can actually keep this channel going. Uh, Without content, well, I'd have to write all the stories, and that would just kind of take the fun out of it, wouldn't it? Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this video, and if you did, please do hit that thumbs up button. And also, consider hitting that subscribe button if you are new to the channel. If you're not new, don't hit it, because it'll unsubscribe you, and that'll be a bad thing. Don't want that to happen. If you really liked it, you can also leave me a comment letting me know your thoughts on the stories, video, me personally, or your thoughts on, um, let's go with air conditioner technicians. I have my thoughts on air conditioner technicians and maintenance and rental companies, but I'm not going to go there right now. Uh, all that said, I hope, oh, you know what, extra's a little bit more. If you want to further support the channel, you can also do so through coffee, Patreon or channel memberships. All patrons or channel members get early access to my content. Some of them get extra content. If you're interested, go to patreon.com slash dreams or click the join button down below the video. For 99 cents a month, a month, not a day, a month, you can get early access to my stuff. And some bonus other cool things sometimes. Yeah. Alright friends, I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope to see you on the next video. But, until then... Sleep well.